you're spending time with your friend Brianna and listening to her talk about this week's love crisis when you realize that you've been zoned out for the last few minutes. You stealthily check your phone once again to see what time it is, eager to bring this hangout to a close. And then you catch yourself and you're hit with a wave of guilt. Why are you so disinterested? Why are you so eager to leave? And why do you keep saying yes to spending time together when deep down, you're really not feeling it? Maybe it's because she's become an obligatory friend, a woman whose friendship you maintain because you feel like you have to. Yikes. In today's episode, we'll explore, one, the signs that your friendship has become obligatory. Two, five common reasons women choose to stay. Three, the disadvantages of maintaining an obligatory friendship. And then, of course, I'm not going to leave you hanging, so we'll end with some action steps for you to consider if you're ready to gracefully and compassionately bring things to a close. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, we got you. I'm Danielle Byer Jackson, a certified friendship coach, and I am here to help you through it. You know, we jump right in on this podcast, so let's get to it. One thing I want to, I think is important to begin with is we are talking about an obligatory friendship. We're not necessarily talking about uh, another woman who's less than in any way, or she's boring, or she's unworthy, or she's not interesting. We have to make that very clear. So whenever we determine that something's no longer for us, we have to resist vilifying the other person or making it look like they're inadequate in particular ways, okay? So when I use the word, uh, the, the phrase obligatory friend throughout this, I'm speaking to what the dynamic has become and less about what this person is and what she lacks. So let's open up with the different signs that perhaps your friendship has fallen into a state of being an obligation. The first is if you find that you're putting in a lot of work to maintain the conversation. If you find that you're no longer interested in her life updates. If you find that you are um, checking in and hanging out with her out of a sense of duty, but it's not necessarily uh, a genuine desire to spend time together. If you find that you're dreading the time that's leading up to the hangout that you guys have have um, planned. All these might be signs that perhaps you're maintaining that friendship out of obligation as opposed to a genuine, sincere desire to maintain a strong relationship. But why do we freaking do that? And, and, and first, why does it happen? One, it could be because we did come together under circumstances that, that were important to us at one point in time. So perhaps it did add value and meaning at one point in time in our lives, or um, we had shared interests or we were going through a similar life experience. So regardless of what brought you two together, if you find that currently today you're in a space where it's only functioning because you feel like you have to, then yes, it would qualify as an obligatory friendship. So what are some of the reasons that we stay? Before I outline the five reasons, I want to tell you a client's story. Okay, I'm going to change the details here so that you can't be like, oh my God, I think I know who that girl is. <laughs> or some of you who are clients listening are like, oh my God, is this me? So let me change. I'm telling you straight up. I'm, I'm changing a few details to, you know, to, to honor her privacy. So I had a coaching session with uh, a young woman we'll call Tiffany. She had three small 
children and we had this session over zoom so you know it was, I'm a fellow mom so I, I thought it was cute you know as we're talking her kids are running in and asking if she can open the juice and things like that and the the issue she was coming to me with is that she had a friendship that she wanted out of and she was just cringing and torn up about the idea of having this hard conversation how do I tell her so some of the examples she gave of of why she um, felt that she was overwhelmed by the friendship was you know the friend was always coming over unannounced or whenever they spent time together the conversation was really negative and um, she didn't really like the way that their kids played together it made her kind of uncomfortable sometimes and she just had a long list of reasons the the friend was always trying to dominate her schedule and well, what are you doing Tuesday night and Friday night and it was too much when I asked her why do you keep saying yes her countenance changed I could almost see the guilt on her face her eyes went to the floor instead of meeting me through the you know through our cameras and she said kind of reflectively as if she'd never said aloud before I feel like I, I have to like I'm supposed to. And then over a series of about 45 more minutes together, she listed the five reasons that I'm about to share with you now that have been confirmed and echoed through other sessions I've had, including one I just had last night with a, with a young girl who said the same thing. The first reason that she listed and that women echo in their sentiments is that you owe it to history. You feel like you've already invested so much time in the friendship that now it's just what you do. And that you feel like because of the time that you've put into the friendship, you have to honor history by keeping it going. That you'll have nothing to show for all those years that you spent together. I want to play you a clip of a, a session I had with a college student who echoed these same sentiments when she wanted to leave a friend group after graduation but didn't have the nerve. What do you? want without all that nuance like in an ideal world I like like you said I didn't realize that until you said it but I feel like yeah you're right like the longevity makes me want to hold on to these friends and it's kind of like I just feel like I graduated school without anything to show for like I don't have these mm. that everyone else has so yes in an ideal world I do want that because of that and all of this that I'm telling you about has been going on for the last two years. Like, I'm happy to, like, move forward in terms of, like, like, I don't, I, I mean, obviously, like, I want to be friends with them because we were so close before, but I don't, I don't need, like, what we had in college. Like, I want to move forward, like, with our lives and, like, see each other every now and then. Now, here specifically, she was speaking to, you know, having the moment of, man, if I had a wedding and had to put bridesmaids in there, I feel like I have to keep these friends going so that I have bridesmaids. If I let them go, I don't have anything to show for my time in college. And it just was just, it was so interesting, so interesting to me. And so the first reason, we'll just kind of end it with this, is feeling like you owe it to history or that you'll have nothing to show for the years of your life you've invested in the relationship. And because of that, you have to keep it going. Reason number two we often maintain obligatory friendships is because we feel like we don't want to hurt her feelings. And we feel that it's an extension of our character as a good friend or a loving person or a nurturer. So because we feel like, well, I'm a good person and, you know, I'm definitely a good friend and to prove that I have to keep this going we have to get to a place where we can disassociate one from the other. So you releasing a friendship that no longer serves you or adds value doesn't detract from the fact that you are a good friend, a generous person, that you're attentive and that you're loyal. 
So some of us have some personal work to do around that. So reason number two is not wanting to hurt her feelings and feeling like it's a, it's a part of what we're supposed to do as the kind of woman that we are. Number three would be if we let it go, we wouldn't have anybody else. So for some of us, it's our only quote unquote option. And in order to maintain this, um, maintain some semblance of connection and depth and meaningful relationship, we'd rather keep this so it feels like we have something because releasing it would confront me with the fact that I really don't have anything else. Okay. The fourth reason is we feel like we owe it to her out of loyalty. I was once speaking with, uh, doing a coaching session with a, a therapist and she was talking to me about a friend who was there for her during her divorce. And it was such a dark time and, and such a trying time, but that woman was there for her and tended to her in all these ways. And because of that, she felt so guilty for wanting to leave the friendship when it no longer served her. And because she felt scared of being perceived as disloyal or felt like she was breaking some kind of girl code, she kept it going, which sounds so sad and feels like, you know, being trapped. But that was her reasoning. And it's one I've heard before. And the fifth reason might be because if I don't stay friends with her, who else will? So this original coaching client who we're calling Tiffany, who had the friend she was overwhelmed with and she really wanted out, she listed this as as one of her final reasons because I'm her only friend and I feel like I have to do this because if I don't, who will? Which puts us in the position of the caregiver for the friend, the sole person who's responsible for this person's safety and their happiness, which is too much pressure for anyone and essentially, you know, unsustainable. So what are the disadvantages of of opting in continually to a friendship that you're not genuinely interested in maintaining? The first is resentment. You're investing time, energy, and an emotional bandwidth that you really can't afford. And I don't know, I I know I'm not the only one because I've been in this position, but what we do is we think it's a kind of an honorable thing of hanging out with her and and for all those reasons we uh, we listed just a few moments ago. But then you come back to like your husband or boyfriend and you're like, oh my gosh, we planned for Friday to hang out, but God, I really don't want to go. And we're complaining to him. We're complaining to our other friends. And it's like this, this, this growing resentment that's stirred up every time we think about hanging out or spending time together or talking or coming together. The second uh, thing that happens when we continue to maintain a friendship that we don't want is it kind of reeks of dishonesty. Now, I am not trying to shame you. Just go with me for a second. We've talked in the show before about the 13 traits of a good friend, according to psychologists who specialize in friendship. And one of the qualities on that list is honesty. Some of you remember that episode. Now, most of us would say, okay, Danielle, obviously I'm not walking around here lying to people. Most of us, most of us aren't. But another version of honesty is showing up as yourself in a friendship. Are you being honest? Like giving real opinions, showing up as the real you. That's a version of honesty as well. So if my true experience of a friendship is that it's something I feel forced to maintain and I have the other person under the impression that it's out of a genuine desire to connect and continue, it's not sincere. I am showing up dishonestly. So for some of us, it might help to kind of look at it from that perspective as well. And then finally, you know, one other effect of on your life of maintaining a a friendship that's obligatory is the impact that it has unknowingly on your other friendships. 
So we've talked before and we've provided research before, so I won't go into it on this podcast, but we've talked together a couple times about how you only have so much cognitive capacity to maintain a limited number of close relationships. If that's the case, and I'm maintaining a certain relationship out of duty, or I feel like I owe it to history, or whatever my reason is, I am taking up space and dedicating space that I could be using on other friends that fill me up, where I feel like it's reciprocal and they add value to my life. You only have so many hours in a day. You only have so much emotional bandwidth. So every time you opt to maintain something actively with this obligatory friend, you are taking away from somebody else's pot. And so sometimes looking at it that way as well helps us to kind of have clarity around, oh gosh, I guess I need to make some moves or make a decision about this because it's not adding, it's not helpful, essentially. Okay. And then finally, I want to end with this. Can we just entertain the quote unquote obligatory friends perspective for a second. I mean, what if I told you that, you know, hey, I found out that, you know, the friend that you hang out with all the time, she um, doesn't really want to hang out with you, but she feels like she has to. If you found that out about a friend, which I know some of you who already have anxiety, (laughs) just hearing that fake scenario, you're like, oh my God, that's like my worst nightmare ever every day is that my friends don't really want to be my friends. Okay, so gosh, for those of you, I'm not, you know, Golly, I probably just made it worse. Okay, but but go with me here. Go with me here. If I told you that, or let's just say if that was revealed to you, that you've learned you had a friend who was only keeping it up because she felt like she had to, you might have a series of reactions like, you know, well, I don't want her pity or don't do me any favors. You begin to immediately question anytime they ever asked you to get together, anytime they sat and listened to you vent. Heck, you'd recall the compliment she gave you on your dress last week. You'd call into question the time you all spent together and the sincerity of that time together. You wouldn't want her pity. You wouldn't want anybody feeling like they had to hang out with you. It might be hurtful, but you'd probably feel liberation in releasing yourself from a relationship where a person's not with you because they just enjoy your company. And so it's the same way reversed. We owe it to that friend for her to be with others who enjoy your company and they are interested in the things she's interested in. She deserves that. Okay, so that's just something to keep in mind. Now, How do we let this go? Should we find ourselves in a place where we're like, I think I'm ready to, you know, actively let it go? Two tips for you. The first is before doing like an absolute cutoff. And I know I keep saying we've talked about this on the show before, but we've covered a lot on the Friend Forward podcast. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so we've done an episode on this before. That is my constant refrain. But before just cutting her off or, or any kind of extremes, I'm going to first consider, could this uh, this uh, issue be resolved by either decreasing her your frequency or recategorizing the friendship? So some of us are disappointed in our friendship because we simply just meet too often and it's draining us and the friendship would be fine if we kind of reduced it to like a, a once a year check-in or we get together as, as a group instead of one-on-ones, you know, then it's kind of easier to tolerate. So can you kind of adapt the dynamics and the frequency first um, or could you kind of recategorize so the expectations you have of her to fulfill can we kind of lower them a little bit so maybe she's not your go-to friend even though she always has been or you treat her like the go-to friend because that's what she expects you to do maybe can you just kind of recategorize her as you know somebody who you you um go shopping with or do a happy hour with every now and then and then that kind of satisfies some of your frustration 
But if you're ready to like have a conversation because you're realizing, man, I don't think it's worth keeping this up when all it does is frustrate me every time we hang out and I don't really want to be doing it and I don't have the time. If, if you're to the point where you're like, I don't think I want to dedicate more hours of my life to that, I think I should say something. I know for some of you, you're breaking out in a sweat already, okay? Now, in our program, Friendship Elevated, all we do is give scripts, strategies, we have coaching sessions, and we talk through this thing. So I'm not going to give you the script that I normally would for, for clients right now, but I'd love to have you as a client. One thing I can tell you, though, to guide that conversation is to make sure you make it about you and not them if you're ready to have that conversation you should not be saying phrases like you know I just think you're too this or I feel like you know we've outgrown each other or I feel like because that can be hurtful it can make people defensive and I'm highlighting the ways in which you're not living up to what I need instead I need to be highlighting what I need just period uh, uh, like untied from her so for example I might say like hey listen you know I've really been prioritizing xyz lately and I don't think it's going to allow me to kind of like maintain the friendship in the same way oh my god I just I'm not going to give you a script but that's one of them you know for those of you who are clients in our coaching program um, you should be equipped with the two other scripts of how to have this conversation uh, so that you have some variety and you you know how to adapt those scripts to work for you um, should you choose to have this hard conversation but that's one of the things you have to kind of keep in mind if you're ready to let that go now, I want to end this episode with homework. I've decided I end all my TikTok videos um, with homework. That's kind of my thing, but I don't do it on the podcast. I just realized that uh, this week and I'm like, what the heck? And so if you are following me on TikTok at The Friendship Expert, hopefully you're enjoying that feature of the videos. But for now, I'd like to start ending the show with homework too. So here's your homework. As your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely, okay? I want you to write down the names of your, you know, the people who you're mostly spending time with or who you count as a friend. Okay. Step two, I want you to identify the reasons for which you have elected to keep those friendships going. Hopefully you're saying something about a value add, how this person adds value to your life, hopefully. The third thing is I want you to look at how many of those reasons you just listed were things like, well, we've been friends forever, or it's just what we do. Okay, that's your homework so you can kind of see it in a tangible way and then begin to make some action steps from those realizations of what you think would be most suitable to you. If you have further questions or you're like, Danielle, this is hitting home, but there are more details you need to know about my situation, I'd love to talk to you about it. You can get more information about how to book a one-on-one -on -one coaching session. There's 75 minutes, which is longer than other like therapy sessions and coaching sessions because I want us to like get into it, okay? So for 75 minutes, I love to just settle in and spend some time with you. You can learn more about that service at betterfemalefriendships.com slash services. Or if you really want more value for your investment, it might be better to join our Friendship Elevated program, an eight-week coaching program where there's other people in there with you to go through it and to vent to. There are videos that drop every week. We're walking you through tangible ways to master adult friendship in less than 60 days and it includes four to five coaching sessions with me that price increases on October 1st which is in two weeks from the date of this episode so I hope to get you in there in time uh, before that price hike um, but until then you know that I am here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendship until next time thank you yeah so is that helpful? Do you feel like you're kind of like, okay, I know what to do. I know where I'm going. How are you feeling?
yeah, I feel like I know kind of what the next steps. I feel like I have, I had known where I stood. I feel like I need a little confidence to know that I wasn't like in my head about all this. So I feel like it helped a lot. So I know how to go forward with it. And I feel like I know what I'm looking for. Okay, good. Good for you. Thank you.